Right on, right on, right on. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Right On Radio. I'm expecting Chris to jump in any moment at all. I hope you're all well. Missed doing this. Sorry we missed you last week. You know, some this summer is short, folks, and uh, got to take advantage of it, after, especially after being locked up here where I live for the last uh, two years, and we're just having a whaling summer weather-wise, so... Uh, getting out, doing a lot of camping, and uh, I was actually camping in a spot that had absolutely no phone or internet access at all for a week, which w- turned out to be wonderful. Uh, it is truly nice to get disconnected, and if I wanted to make a phone call, I would have to drive an hour, so that was not happening. And uh, anyways, it's really good here to be back with you. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Please, uh, Please don't forget to hit the likes and the share button. Uh, every little bit helps. And uh, and even those gifts, you know, uh, it's late in the month, so I'm not going to push for them, obviously. But uh, when we get to certain levels of gifts, and you can go up. I'm not uh, just not making this up. If you go into Podbean and you look up pod points and the levels of podcasters, for them to start pushing the podcast, uh, you have to do eight in a month, which I do, obviously. Uh, but you also have to have a minimum of 22,000 pod points, which, you know, turns out to be about $220 in gifts. And, uh, you know, I think we've kind of been averaging about, you know, 30 or $40 uh, a month in the last couple of months. And so it's not a big money grab because it's not enough to, uh, to move the needle, you know, in anyone's personal life. But it does get the show out there a lot more so. Your gifts are definitely appreciated, and I very much uh, appreciate it if you do send them. Or if you want to become a super fan, uh, that's a good way as well of supporting the show. And it gives you some privileges. You'll see people in the chat that say super fan, and you know they make a kind of an entrance into the chat. And I certainly notice their comments a lot more uh, and things like that. So uh, please do consider becoming a super fan as well. Um, and I'm kind of killing time now because Chris hasn't showed up yet. Uh, give me one second. I'm just going to see if I can send him another invite. Uh, Chris's phone, he cannot call me. I can only call him uh, just because of the nature of his setup. And I can't call him while we're on the phone. Oh, here he is. I see you, Chris. Good. Uh, you just, just hit the call in button. I haven't turned it off. And you can call in and come in that way. And uh, so the military analyst is in the building, and we have a good one for you today. Absolutely. The uh, human genome, the star maps, codex, uh, Da Vinci codex, uh, parts one and two. And, uh, you know, as a caveat, I always like to say that, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that Chris presents are different views than what I give on our regular programs. But I do dedicate this program Uh, to him and his knowledge and honoring uh, of his service and his deep research and honestly his heart for humanity. And even though I have different different opinions, I believe the 66 books of the Bible, Chris has uh, believed some of it and has some different opinions, and that's okay. We can have different opinions. Uh, but that, and even though, even in this particular Intel brief, there are some things that, uh, just go against what I believe. There's also some deep truth in this and a lot of the stuff that chris is bringing forward is hidden knowledge it's stuff that you know people had to go up the ranks and the masonic orders and stuff like that to learn a lot of this stuff so uh oh 
do you have to take my daughter's dog out for about two minutes? Okay, you'll be right back. Well, I got to keep going. No problem, Chris. Uh, but, you know, there is some a lot of truth buried in these things. And, you know, for me, in the previous ones, I just change a couple words. And I just, from my perspective, and by the way, a lot of people believe exactly the stuff that Chris is uh is presenting and that's okay uh we all have our own paths we all have our own journeys and uh and i respect you uh for your beliefs and you know i, I think it, in the end all truth will be revealed and we're gonna figure all of this stuff out of course uh but you know there's a lot of stuff we can agree on and we should really focus on what we agree on because at the end of the day uh we're kind of all in this thing together to save humanity and if we sit here and bicker about the things we disagree with, then, uh, you know, we're not going to go too far. But we want to focus on the things that we do agree on and uh, and certainly, you know, loving your neighbor. And uh, each one of you in the audience here is my neighbor and I'm your neighbor. So, you know, let's uh, let's do our best to get along and uh, and and fight back against the, the people who hate us. You know, because these, and, you know, for those of you who are kind of new, maybe some of you only listen to the military analyst show, and that's fine. But, uh, you know, it's the elites of the world, uh, the so-called elites. We have changed the terminology terminology on Right On Radio, and we now call them the deletes because we're going to delete them from power, and they are scared to death of us. They really are. They are very small people. They are scared to death of us, and they're scared to death of us forming together and coming in together uh, united. So that's why I say it's so important to put aside our disbeliefs. Listen, do we believe that uh, children should be tortured in uh, ritual sacrifice? No! Hell no! And I use that word advisedly. So... You know, to stop thing, evils like that, we do need to come together. And we do need to stop the tyranny in the governments right now. In fact, they're so scared of us. January 6th is the perfect example of how scared they are of us because they're doing anything to persecute people to make them scared to come together and uh, and to stand up to tyranny. And and by the way, it has worked. and And it's shameful. There is strength in numbers. And yeah, did we lose about 200 people, uh, got persecuted, not rightfully, got thrown in jail? Are there still polit political prisoners? Yes. And it's it's sad. And I, I feel for those people. I want to fight for those people. Uh, but the only way to fight for those people is to get together and fight the tyranny. And when you go to war, we're going to lose some people sometimes. And we lost some going to uh, prison for January 6th, you know, for... Uh, going in and smoking a dube, uh, one guy did in the middle of the foyer or whatever, or, you know, the uh, famous uh, guy wearing the headset, the shaman guy, you know, uh, he walked in and said blessings in the Senate thing, and he's thrown in jail for like four or five years. It's disgusting. The way to get him out of jail is to get these people out of government. The way to get these people out of government is to get a million people together, surround the place and say, no, you're fired. And uh, we're going to investigate you. We're going to go through everything. And uh, then your sentence will be, uh, you know, we'll, we'll calculate your sentence and then it will be executed, uh, <laughs> depending on what the sentence is. Perhaps that's even one of them. 
Hey, welcome, Mr. River. Glad to see you here. Thank you for being here as always. And, uh, oh, Chris Wilson displayed how to use the like button. Thank you very much, Chris. So come on in. He's back. Uh, come on in. And uh, so his real name is not Chris Wilson. He We call him the military analyst. Uh, he does have an extensive career in military. He was selling weapons uh, and doing R&D and all kinds of things like that. Uh, and because of what he saw in the military, he decided to do this, and that is to seek for truth and put truth out there because he truly does care about humanity, and he truly is risking his life with some of the material. Listen, not every essay that he brings out is the one that he's risking his life for, but some of the stuff that he's brought out definitely has, and he's brought out some deep truths here on Right On Radio, and that's why we are very pleased to welcome the one and the only, the military analyst, Chris Wilson. Welcome back to Right On Radio. Thanks, Jeff. It's always a pleasure. I have my daughter's uh, Boseron that I got her, which is a, like the, it's a cross between, it looks like a cross between a German Shepherd and a Rottweiler. It's 112 pounds and my wife can't handle it. And uh, this is because uh, I helped give Chris a down payment to uh, uh, get a, a, a condo here. So anyway, we've got the dog while they're renovating it. Okay, enough said, let's go forward. All right. Just out of breath. Ancient star maps. This is part three. Uh, it's called the Human Blueprint Code, which incorporates the Da Vinci Code One and Da Vinci Code Two. Uh, Leonardo Da Vinci was an adept. He already knew about uh, off-world races having a. Uh, uh, I got to catch my breath. Um, populating. Uh, hey, catch your breath. Catch your breath for a second. Let me just. Uh... So this is part three of the Key of Solomon series, essentially, for those of you uh, catching up, because I, I didn't really put that together even myself right now, and I'm just giving him time to catch his breath for a second, but uh, okay. the Key of Solomon series, if you want to put all of these three together, this is the third and final part of it, and uh, like always, all these briefs can be found on Right On You, that is R-I-G-H-T-O-N, with the letter U, on it and uh, if you go to right on you you can also support the military analysts and also help support this station and we do load the intel briefs up there for you to watch you can follow along you can read them along with chris and most importantly look at the pictures uh there are far more up there than we have done on air so there's lots of extra stuff for you there's already a year's stuff worth of intel if you're really into intel that is a source uh it's a 17 dollar one-time fee to access it uh, for as long as we have it up. And uh, if you want to be a real supporter, uh, then we suggest you do the $3 a month. And obviously that's more than 17 bucks. That comes out to $36 a year, but three bucks a month really does go a long way in supporting us and these efforts. And with that, onward back to the military analyst. Okay. You notice that the color of my icon is orange now because I was on another show, Contra Costa, and he, he blocked me. So I had to develop another Chris Wilson uh, with another email so that I could actually do this show today because I got banned for, it's always seven days without Podbean. Okay. And it doesn't release until tomorrow uh, an evening. All right, let's go forward. This is the ancient star maps, the human blueprint code, uh, Da Vinci Codex 1 and Da Vinci Codex 2. This is by Wayne Herschel, part three, as you mentioned. Uh, he's an author and uh, illustrator, and he is a... Uh, from South Africa, uh, he and Michael Tellinger, and uh, we will get to him uh, 
afterwards, after this series. Um, they're two of the best alternative historians. They're both from South Africa, uh, Johannesburg. And uh, he had a near-death experience like I did that was extensive. And he gained what is known as uh, ancient knowledge from the creator. In my case, anyone who survives this, the, the, the creator gives us a, a small gift that can tolerate this in, the, in our third dimensional physical plane. Uh, mine, my gift, when I uh, became conscious, I recognized was foresight, which is a fraction of what is known as uh, prophecy. All right, let's go forward. Okay, this is a message of alien hypothesis on uh, uh, Herschel's uh, alien hypothesis on the, on the message. Oh gosh, I've got my other daughter's dog here too. Hold on for one second. Mina, I can't breathe while you've got a talk. <laughs> oh, this is, we're adding some comedy to the uh, military okay. analyst show today. Here we go. That's funny. <laughs> okay, here it's we go. A, it's a, what is called a deer chihuahua, which is a golden brown, and uh, they're just, uh, they bark like, like, un, in essence, in, incessantly. Okay. The the human. So Chris, one one thing you're one thing you might not know, just as a side note, uh, because of the dog interruption. Uh, last time we were talking, uh, last time during the brief, uh, a couple things came up because one of our uh, one of your favorite, uh, your biggest fans here, had to go for a bit, uh, walk the dog, and we ended up all sharing dog photos. So we have a, do a lot of dog lovers in the audience. So Nina, it's perfectly I excusable. Hold on for a moment. Mina, you can't put it in another bedroom while I'm talking? A uh, bedroom? Yeah. We don't have to spray for the... Okay, I go All right. Jeez. All right, here we go. The unique human uh, geometric pattern seen below as I proposed in 1997 in periodicals and later published in my 2002 book as having been encrypted into the monuments of many ancient civilizations as part of the decipherable code of defining, quote, who we really are and where we come from. As you will see exploring this website, that the human genus has absolutely nothing to do with any Earth-evolved hominid at all. We replaced the Neanderthal after this species once destined to inherit the Earth was lost in an Earth cataclysm, he states, 10,000 years ago, uh, but we arrived in two distinct waves. And they've got a reference in all these where the audience that goes to your uh, right on university uh, site, right on you, will be able to uh, click on the, the um, once they download it, they can click on these references. The first wave appeared to be small experimental colonies 200,000 years ago in rather harsh earth environment conditions. And a second wave, a little more widespread colonization 100,000 years ago. But one recent arrival on every continent 17,250 years ago, just as the earth was changing to one that was more comfortable. The end of the ice age was sudden with a major cataclysm around 10,000 years ago, which many advanced colonies could have escaped in their celestial ships, but those left behind and during decades of a dark age with weak sunlight and extreme weather were reduced to simple farmers, hunters, and gatherers. I believe it was our returning ancestors thousands of years later that came back to see how any survivors were managing 
and it was the visitors who taught the primitive ancients of our sacred past, the star maps, and the secrets of the pyramids. This is unique. Human five-sided geometry pattern is also found in the paintings of famous artists like uh, Leonardo da Vinci and Poussin, who is French, and in the talismans and depictions of secret societies. There's references to that. The human blueprint code geometry I propose seen here in just three of the main star map sites. The five-sided pyramid on Mars duplicates the sacred human geometry. Stonehenge has it with the complete design where it had an old uh, trilithon sun gate down the causeway. And Egypt has it between the two largest pyramids and the Sphinx and the Kent House, and that's K-E-N-T-K-H-A-U-S pyramid, uniquely holding the pointer rod above the shoulders like in the Sentimut uh, tomb, which is S-E-N-E-N-M-U-T. Next section. Herschel's alien hypothesis on the message. There is a big twist to this star map story. All these ancient star maps designed so massively and facing the sky that can only be deciphered from very high altitudes. Why so big? The message was never left behind for humanity. The message itself is directly outwards into deep space to be seen by super telescopes in other alien star systems that this is who we are and where we came from, who colonized this solar system. For millennia, women have been robbed of their status as being equal to men. For this reason, the definition of the ultimate human blueprint code and the sacred geometry, as seen below, will be portrayed with women in front of men. And this is what I've been fighting for women ever for over 20, 30 years. In the 500 years old Da Vinci rendition of the original 2000 year old lost Greek manuscript of the original human code by Marcus Vitrius, and that's M-A-R-C-U-S V-I-T-R-U-V-I-U-S. And his last name is Polio, P-O-L-L-I-O. His depiction showed two pairs of arms and two pairs of legs. Um, his mastery strongly suggests that two human beings were originally portrayed in the earliest sources of the human code, with one in front of the other. It is therefore reasonable to assume that the original source of the human blueprint code would have portrayed creation of the human with divine proportion, but depicting also the sacred human union of both women and men. The union of women and men. Next section. The source of the code appears to predate Vitreus by many thousands of years. On the webpage, use the mouse over the Da Vinci Vit Vitrian woman, quote, depiction to see the human blueprint geometry code. And for the two-part story of this history, click on the links below the image uh, using Wayne Herschel's website uh, for 2D superimposing. Then he shows pictures of the human blueprint. It's a uh, pen pentagonal, um, um, a five-sided uh, design, a polygon, and it shows the different angles of 60, 45, and 90, the three sacred code uh, of, uh, <coughs> of geometry. Next, Da Vinci Code 1, the legend of the star man. The pentacle was once revered for the perfection with which... Uh, the human form fit uh, can't speak enigmatically into a five-pointed star. Today, it is a symbol that resurfaces time and again. 
but without the purity that was originally intended to be its message. The, quote, evolved and altered image showed here all that has survived human interference over the ages. Few, if any, have given any thought to its origins. I believe that before this symbol was usurped by all kinds of bizarre followings, it was the ultimate representation of humankind. Humankind, who he believes, from all my research, came from the stars, so to speak. Humankind created under a supreme creator's perfect mathematical design code. So, why has this symbol of perfection been so blatantly confused with evil? Why has a unique representation of this symbol become the object of desecration and Satanism to be feared when it was once so pure? The story of the universal mathematical blueprint of the human form seems to originate around the time of Christ. A man by the name of Vitruvius, and that's V-I-T-R-U-V-I-O-U-S, lived during this period. We all know how Leonardo da Vinci referenced this ancient uh, scholar in his rendition of the Vitruvian man. And that's the one that most people have seen that's about his second most famous besides, uh, or third besides uh, Mona Lisa, The Last Supper, and uh, the Vitruvian man, which shows uh, without splayed arms and legs in uh, perfect human uh, dimensions. So what most people don't realize, Vitruvius not only delved into advanced drawings and the mechanics of machines like da Vinci did, but he had originally represented a universal mathematical code of the human form that was once more defined. 2,000 years ago, Vitruvius had recognized the navel as the important central axis for a circle and a square when the human form has legs together and arms outstretched above the head. He also had a second rendition of the human form with legs and arms spread apart. But here is where something crucial seems to have been forgotten or intentionally omitted. Vitruvius originally intended the arms quite differently to da Vinci in two distinct positions with arms outstretched above the head and arms, and arms outstretched far apart, matching the exact leg positions being together and also far apart. This is exactly how I've interpreted the two arm positions in my human codex theory, quote, his book, The Hidden Records. Da Vinci thought the point where the square and the circle intercept was a sacred arm position. Um, it is also amazing that while da Vinci published his perhaps, quote, censured, quote, Vitruvian man 1,500 years later, another great scholar in Germany at virtually the same moment in time as da Vinci published the complete Vitruvius human form rendition. His name was Heinrich Agrippa, and it's German. It's H-E-I-N-R-I-C-H, last name A-G-R-I-P-P-A. The churches in Germany were so horrified by this man's occult publication that he was arrested and subsequently burned at the stake. Here is a combined combination depiction of Agrippa's reproduction of Vitruvius's 2,000-year-old human code and his two original sketches are shown in an overlay. Note that the all-seeing eye, quote, positioned above the head like a crown. It suggests that Vitruvius himself might be repeating an ancient Egyptian source of lost knowledge. One must also consider the possibility that it was not at all safe 2,000 years ago for Vitruvius 
to show the once sacred human icon as complete, i.e. the connection between the human form and the stars. And then he said, uh, see Herschel's website with two uh, 2D images superimposed. And these pictures are on this article, as you'll see in uh, Jeff's website. Over time, the true meaning of the once sacred icon suddenly became embroiled in witchcraft during the Renaissance era and was henceforth interpreted as, quote, the occult, quote. The sacred, quote, symbol became a target for desecration by evil groups and cult followers. The way to show disrespect for its godliness and purity was simple. It was unceremoniously turned upside down and desecrated in rituals and utterances, perhaps motivated by the intent to scare people away from this wonderful secret. The icon became something churches believe should be feared, not revered. And fear one must, but for other reasons, humanity has taken our most precious icon of whom we are and where we come from and have violated it. Once you have the opportunity to read the hidden records, you will notice that the symbol above has evolved from a very sacred codex, not only makes its appearance at Stonehenge and Giza in Egypt, some of humanity's oldest sites, but as bizarre as it makes sound, it can even be found on another planet. To get an idea of what the author is getting at, browse through the thumbnail images on this website when you go through for the all-important reasoning. This is how the author believes the sacred symbol became distorted. It would appear that over time, the human genitalia were seen to be a more appropriate focal point of the star man than the navel, uh, parentheses, as in da Vinci's uh, Vitruvian man, end of parentheses, which has once the central point from where all the geometrical portions emanated. It is not surprising this distortion of the original came about. In the case of the age-old CERN giant, that's C-E-R-N-E, giant found at Dorset, uh, this is a, a picture that uh, is in, you'll be able to see on the map of a outline of a giant. Okay, from it dates back. The same is true for a similar painting of a man in the Lascaux cave, which is L-A-S-C-A-U-X caves that date back seventeen thousand years, where the human anatomy acts as a cosmic pointer to the celestial bull. In both instances, the genitalia have been mistakenly been confused with the sacred geometric code of the human force, form. Hence, the distortion of the meaning of the pentacle in later years. And then he shows a picture of the Taurus bull. Next section. More on the human geometry not explored in the book. The question readers most frequently ask about the sacred human geometry that are proposed in my book, the quote, The Hidden Records, is... There appears to be a disparity in how the ge geometry codex, quote, is depicted in various ancient sites. Is this a flaw in the theory or is this a variation, something that can be reasoned? The answer to the question is that there are two distinct in interpre uh, in interpretational themes and the author has only recently been able to reason why this is so. The book goes predominantly into instances where pure geometry is prevalent with the precise 45, 60, and 90 degree angles, what I mentioned in the images. He verified these angles 
that make up the human form with an experiment measuring my own dimensions. In the less detailed examples, all that is of relevance to the author is the prevalence of the all-important unique elongated pentagon. It would seem that the way in which disparity civilizations uh, around the globe once depicted their embodiment of the human form varies from one to the other. I believe the pure geometry was either forgotten or intentionally hidden. In the more recent case of Leonardo da Vinci, I would like to point out that he may strategically have hidden the easily recognizable pure angles of 45, 60, and 90 degrees in a, quote, sketch version of what he was to become known as his famous Vitruvian man, quote. I believe this could have been uh, to avoid repercussions from the church for being so outspoken. On the other hand, the dimensions may have been quite variable. In reality, all human beings display variations of the dimensions of the human form. This being the case, the dimensions will generally come close to the pure angle hypothesis, but not necessarily emulate it exactly. Many have also suggested the face of the Vitruvian man is Leonardo da Vinci himself. Then it shows a picture of the star man that um, Wayne Herschel did his uh, incredible uh, graphics again. And you'll see it. it is a, a man inside of a pentagon uh, in both positions of uh, what Leonardo da Vinci did and uh, Vitruvius, where the arms are outstretched and then also over the heads and the legs uh, splayed apart. Okay, next section, human codex by definition. The geometry explored in my book comes from two clear representations. Firstly, in what I define as pure form, quote, what comes to mind are megalithic architectural layouts depicting precise geometry made up of three equilateral triangles from the navel as well as two right angle triangles with 45 degree angles. The author confirms the accuracy thereof in an experiment using the measurements of my own, quote, human codex, quote, coincidentally turned out to be identical to the codex found in the Sidoni area on Mars. That is a face on Mars that everyone should be familiar with by now. That is also a base below it. And it's a very large uh, site. And has been used by the CAA since uh, the mid-1960s. Secondly, in what he loses, uh, loosely defines as, quote, general portrayal, here the human form is depicted inside a rough sketched or simple elongated pentagon that has no clear, quote, pure angle um, geometrical makeup. An example of this can be seen in the landscape renditions below and in the famous sketch of Leonardo da Vinci's incomplete Vitruvian man. Both variations, the one with exacting angles, the other with its simplistic elongated pentagon, are important in deciphering the validity of the author's hypothesis, and it would be absurd to argue over the variances. I believe that in all likelihood, da Vinci would have put his life at stake had he dared to portray the Vitruvian man in pure, quote, geometric form with the arms depicted in the overhead position, as seen on this website. And this would have been synonymous with a star in a circle. Very important. Exposing such sacred knowledge, which da Vinci inadvertently seems to have had access to, to 
could well have cost him his life. And that is true. Five-sided pentacles inside circles and similar renditions were taboo in the Renaissance era. The author believes that the church of the day was aware of the threat that this revived ancient knowledge might pose. The holy books did not seem to mention it, so perhaps many deduced it, uh, therefore, that it had to be untrue. Could this human codex once have been part of the original text of our holy books before the Renaissance era? Knowledge that ties humanity with ancestors that came from another star system? Knowledge that would suddenly be incriminating to the church. This begs the question, what was it deliberately omitted? Or did they know the, about the validity of these teachings, but realizing it was a threat to religion, decided it had to be relegated to secret? It would have been almost impossible task to reincorporate this lost knowledge in the holy books at a later stage. The church of the time would no doubt have feared the loss of its credibility if critical changes were suddenly made to its holy books. The only way to prevent scholars researching such controversial material was to declare it taboo, off limits. Next section, sacred geometry found in the human form. In conclusion, since every human being is unique and may have slightly differed, different proportions when compared to another, it stands to reason that depictions without pure angles are far more prevalent their relevance being ascribed to the uniquely elongated pentagonal shape in which the human form is, quote, contained. This elongated pentagonal shape in simplicity is still quite unique in nature. There is nothing else that fits the shape so aptly other than the human form when it is mimicking a five-pointed star. Then it shows a picture of the... Uh, elongated um, the, the man inside a pentagon that's gigantic in Dorset, Great Britain. And it's a white outline of a human being, physical anatomy with a club above its head. An instrument as the above sketch of a naked man on a hillside in Dorset, south of Stonehenge, may seem it was exactly this phenomenon that inspired much of my theory on this complete quote, geometrical man, quote, and its subsequent implications in a much bigger picture. He wondered if this five-sided representation of the human form could fit into the shape of the five uh, trilithons that make up the circle at Stonehenge. The mythology and folklore associated with Stonehenge has always suggested that this mysterious stone circle holds a secret about humankind itself. So, finding a theme to do with the human form not too far from it suggests to me that Stonehenge and the so-called, quote, Dorset giant, quote, could somehow be linked. Agreed. The image above is the latest associating breakthrough that really makes the Dorset man fit. Recently, New Age researchers have suggested over the internet that this ancient deity appears to be a representation of Orion, exclamation. I believe this finding goes hand in hand with my greater star map theory and the, quote, cosmic pointer, which is so integral to my findings. Not only does the CERN giant of Dorset contain the breakthrough elongated pentagon, but it further corroborates some of the author's other research, namely that 
Orion is the, quote, cosmic pointer, quote, to locate the position of the sacred star around which my book revolves. It may not be necessary um, on Orion's belt that is pointing the way to something important in the heavens, but another part of man's anatomy. Ancient scholars pass this information on from one to another would surely have not forgotten uh, such a unique teaching mechanism. Proof supporting this bizarre interpretation can be found on page 165 of his, his book, The Hidden Records. Next section, breakthrough ancient da Vinci man landing landmarks on Arizona-California border. On the border between Arizona and California, three independent human form geoglyphs have been etched into the landscape next to the Colorado River. They're very ancient and were without doubt inscribed by the earlier American Indian people that once lived there. To locate the geoglyphs, go to Google Earth, they're visible and the geo coordinates, GPS coordinates are N33 space 48 space 00.0 by um, W, which is width, okay, west rather, N is north, uh, W114 space 32 space 00.0. Or if you are fortunate to live near this area, drive about 20 miles north of Blythe, B-L-Y-T-H-E, in California along the Colorado River. Follow the water north to a point where homes dot the riverside. You will see state signs marking the roads to this site. From there, go west a short distance to a group of small hills by dirt road. They have been named the Intag... Wait a minute. Intagios, and that's I-N-T-A-G-L-I-O-S. Intagios. And have been created by the identical technique used in the Nazca geoglyphs in Peru. In the two images below, an area the size of these landmarks can be indicated by the size of the fence built around the now protected geoglyphs. What extraordinary set of circumstances would inspire ancient people to create images of three naked human depictions with outstretched arms in this way? Question mark. And it shows a picture of what uh, lies in uh, California by Blythe. What is worth reasoning now is firstly, whether the human form with arms outstretched inside an elongated pentagon appeared in four very large landscape renditions, three in California, one in Dorset, England, is purely coincidence. And secondly, for what reason would the renditions have been portrayed so large facing skyward? At one Ramside period tomb in Egypt, there is a cosmic mural with a similar portrayal of the human form with arms and legs outstretched, contained inside a circle. The man's head is crowned, quote, with sacred solar disk or sacred sun-like star as debated, so often seen in Egyptology, and which the author strongly believes is a star of the, quote, gods, quote. In addition, to add to this reasoning, a whole array of stars shown as small dots can be seen inside the disk. One could surmise that it suggests that the solar disk and the cosmic man are found near the edge of the myriad of stars of our galaxy we call the Milky Way. And then it shows an image of these uh, two in uh, circles. The sacred versus the occult. Next section. 
The imagery depicted below is derived from 17 years of research by the author and will become clear as the chronicle in the book, The Hidden Record, continues. Over the eons, humanity has shown how destructive it is. Hence, it comes as no surprise that evildoers would find a way to destroy the truth. The truth being the wonder of the origins of humankind as pure and God created, exclamation. The author feels very strongly about reviving the purity and the truth of something so important. What he is about to explore here is how the various symbols are unquestionably different. Good from evil, constructive from destructive. The images directly below are sacred and pure. And he shows basically um, three images using a pentagon and um, which we think of as a pentacle inside a uh, five-pointed star with one point uh, northward and inside a circle. It's the pentagram that is evil. That's where it's reversed, where two points are forward and the, the, the good point, the north point, is in reverse. And that is exactly what the Illuminati and the uh, Masonic Order and the Cap uh, and the uh, CIA are all about. There are two ancient, very ancient symbols. The first two here from left to right are both of sacred geometry, identified by the author as having been found at Stonehenge. In both instances, the human form is shown upright, mimicking a five-pointed star. The image on the far right is the simplified version of the five-pointed star within a circle. Today, the meaning of the pentagonal inner shape with its two equal sides has been completely forgotten. Notice that the star is, quote, upright, quote. An instance of the human form being shown upright as the symbols above derived from Stonehenge, this is indicative of the goodness of a constructive God's creation, hence a sacred human codex. The image in the center is a complete version of the pentagonal geometry found at Stonehenge when compared to the images and symbols that follow below, which are ostensibly associated with evil. It is quite obvious how the meaning of this, quote, sacred geometry, quote, became distorted and confused. One important breakthrough I made since publishing my book is that geometry at Stonehenge also appears in the sacred geometry associated with the legendary King Solomon, but this is a long story on its own. In more recent times, the pentagonal symbol that makes up Stonehenge is exactly what the military and the law and order in the United States use as their badge. Is this merely a coincidence? Next section. Symbols that desecrate the sacred. And he shows three images there. And they're uh, pentagons, which are evil. <clears throat> The symbol in the center shown above completely mocks the original sacred symbol by showing the human form upside down and hence dishonoring God's creation of humanity, shown on either side of the symbol that has become associated with evil. Our more recent der derivatives entirely devoid of the original geometry and hence the honorable intention of the symbol's original meaning. At some stage, the symbol was associated with a goat head being superimposed over the original geometry 
and it is now used by satanic groups and blood fetish cults. The author disassociates himself completely uh, from the three symbols shown above in red or any practice, practices associated with them. For me, they decry everything my research stands for, meaning going against, namely the, um, the revival of pure and constructive ancient knowledge. I believe they are fundamentally and conclusively against the God-created gift of life and the beauty of the uniqueness associated with the human form. There are already places in the world where the red symbol's meaning has become a reality and society is not even aware of how destructive it is. Human life is no longer regarded as sacrosanct, and that's S-A-C-R-O-S-A-N-C-T, meaning sacred, thus undermining the very reason for our existence. I believe the time is very near where those who are spiritually weak and without this critical knowledge risk being caught up in the lure of these destructive forces. For those who feel a calling to the truth, please spread the news to disseminate this ancient knowledge and stand your ground against a pervading evil. Next section. Now we go into Da Vinci Codex 2. He shows an image of a positive uh, uh, pentagon with uh, the, the angles and the stars in color. Okay. Three equilateral triangles, two right angle triangles with 45 degree angles. This is positive. Very positive. Now, forward. Did Leonardo da Vinci belong to a secret society? Did he leave, did he leave decipherable clues in his work for the future? And is this the so-called, quote, secret code, not all fantasy and fiction? Is it true that he came quite close to being burned at the stake for some of his esoteric works? Yes. What if answers to all the above questions have new evidence now turning toward a highly probable yes? And if so, what was he trying to encrypt secretly? A number of the new documentaries claim that a whole range of arcane knowledge about the Renaissance era, which has recently been emerging, is all nonsense. Yes, this widely read book may have some obvious fictitious elements and fraudulent documents have corrupted the credibility of some of the substantial historical mark material. Be that as it may, we must seriously ask ourselves whether the inclusion of a single false document is enough to laugh off a fairly large collection of repeating convincing clues. This hardly seems reason enough to ridicule all further findings on the subject, that they are still in the evaluation stage and have not yet been fully publicized. Before touching on some of the clues that lead us to da Vinci's mysterious obsession with sacred geometry and the human form and what is leading to, here is some breaking news about a hidden da Vinci painting. Da Vinci appears to have painted a masterpiece titled Mary Magdalene, Magdalene, M-A-G-D-A-L-E-N-E. And her face is identical to the person seated to the right of Christ in the painting, The Last Supper. Art experts believe the Renaissance artist was responsible for painting a recently discovered work depicting Mary Magdalene semi-naked. They're convinced that the forgotten painting titled 
Mary Magdalene shown below, clearly exhibits da Vinci's style and techniques, and therefore is most likely a genuine portrait. If you are surprised that this finding has not been given the kind of media coverage that it is deserving of, ask yourself, why? The painting can easily be referenced on the internet for reliable, from reliable sources. And if it intrigues you as much as it does me, this is a challenge to you to prove to yourself that this is an original painting. A disputed da Vinci masterpiece portrayed Mary Magdalene's face identically to the person right of Christ in the Last Supper. That's in bold. Art experts believe this Renaissance artist was responsible for painting a recently discovered work depicting Mary Magdalene semi-naked. They're convinced that the forgotten painting titled Mary Magdalene, shown below, clearly exhibits da Vinci's style and techniques and therefore is most likely a genuine portrait. The painting can easily be referenced on the internet from rival sources, and it shows a picture of her in a red-colored robe and semi-naked uh, from the waist up. One might wonder, is this the face of the woman seated on the right hand of Christ in da Vinci's famous Last Supper? Then he shows the picture of the Last Supper and with the uh, 12 disciples and Mary Magdalene. Was da Vinci forced to betray Mary Magdalene in this manner, half naked, so he would not have to endure the wrath of his peers and possibly the law? What law, you might ask? This was the era of where the church had the power to influence the beheading of or burning at the stake of anyone who threatened the church. Does it suggest the people of da Vinci's error in the grip of what was socially acceptable were in the denial that of a woman could have a physical relationship with a man of flesh and blood who most believe was the creator of the known universe? The significance attributed to Mary Magdalene seems to be only one aspect of the big secret. Watch this space for a part two of a seven-part update story. The human blueprint code that follows has new updating evidence that will prove it conclusively and it will be posted over the next few months. Next section, the real Da Vinci Code. Avid readers of the Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown, which has been making headlines news for selling some 20 million copies, thanks to the mystery it creates around a legendary hidden code, may not be aware that this quote hidden code is a reality and the solution is tied up with Stonehenge and the Pyramid Mysteries, meaning the Great Pyramids of Egypt. While Dan Brown is keeping his readers in suspense with the promise of a sequel, a new book titled, which I've mentioned, The Hidden Records, which has been recently published, will reveal all. I am the author in the field of archaeoastronomy, uh, seen on the highly acclaimed South African television program, and it's French, it's Carte Blanche, C-A-R-T-E-B-L-A-N-C-H-E, last year has launched this long-awaited, very controversial book. Not only do I propose a new solution to the ancient pyramid civilizations, but in my research of Stonehenge, I inadvertently stumbled on the Da Vinci human code solution encrypted in this ancient monument. I am firmly of the opinion that Dan Brown's basic research, Dan Brown's basic research was very real. I believe Brown chose aptly uh, dramatized fiction around facts as a marketing tool to make for very exciting reading. Quote, before the subject of the Da Vinci human code is completely ridiculed as fantasy, 
which may even result in this timeless code being given derogatory press, the time has come to reveal the factual wonder of the sacred knowledge Leonardo da Vinci may have kept as tightly guarded secret. The most likely reason this knowledge may have been remained hidden is because people during this time were very quick to prejudge and take action against what is, quote, blasphemers. Those who practice anything that was not clearly explained in the biblical works were perceived to be evil. And then it shows his uh, Vitruvian man uh, within a circle. Okay, next section, Vitruvian man. The art piece that I had the greatest affinity with in my research on Leonardo da Vinci is the one that is referred to as the, quote, Vitruvian man. That's V-I-T-R-U-V-I-A-N. Shown above. This very day, this great, to this very day, the great Renaissance artist portrayed of the human form has been considered to hold a hidden mathematical code as well as the already deciphered Fibonacci ratio, and that's F-I-B-O-N-A-C-C-I ratio, more commonly known as the golden mean. And I'll explain that. It's also known as the golden rule. I believe da Vinci intentionally left out some, quote, secret details that defines extremely unique geometry beyond a mere square and a circle found in the human form for reason that the book explores. It was Stonehenge that would prove me uh, provide me with the true solution to the Vitruvian man in deciphering the layout of this monument of eons gone by, eons gone by. What would emerge for me was the theme of a man mimicking a star inside a star, hence the name star man, as I like to refer to in my findings. When the human form mimics a star, the unthinkable geometry is created. And he shows the um, picture of like the Vitruvian man inside a pentagon, inside a uh, uh, rows of uh, several circles, concentric circles. And it's uh, the Vitruvian man is also has to do with the causeway. Um, in the arms of Vitruvian man are moved into position directly over the head, unlike how Leonardo da Vinci had painted them. Not only does his form mimic a star, but a unique pentagon comes into play. And it shows uh, the man, uh, Vitruvian man inside of a, a pentagon. And then uh, next to it is another pentagon, identical, without the man, showing the different angles of the 45, 60, and 90 degree angles, which is critical geometric performance and knowledge. Next section, star man. The human form fits very mathematically into the center of the stone circle at Stonehenge, Great Britain, with the head positioned above the altar stone. In a wider context, the solution becomes even clearer because it turns out that Stonehenge and its surrounding monuments were designed as a star map of the heavens. A grouping of nearby man-made mounds replicates a prime star constellation explored in my work. While the outer stone circle's geometry suggests of the outline of a star in conjunction with two smaller mounds mimicking planets in orbit. And you'll have to look at his Stonehenge page. Herschel believes 
that because the shape of the human form is very ingeniously linked to the star that their pyramid star maps isolate, found also at the other two ancient sites, it seems the ancient civilizations were trying to tell us that their ancestors, the quote, gods, came from one and the same star. One cannot help be asking, is this the star suggesting the place of origin of the human gene lineage? A lineage evolved somewhere else completely independent to any earth evolving hominid. Next section, universal human code, human creation code. Universal human creation code. On a more elevated level, I believe this human blueprint code seems to be spelling out one very pertinent universal truth. It is definitely not a pentagram, but an unusual elongated pentagon, and in its own right seems so perfect as if it is shouting out that the human form is not entirely a creature evolving by chance through natural selection. Logically speaking, there has to be a design code that life conforms to, a life force originating from the center nucleus of the universe, the place where all matter was created, the place of one we call God. One could, of course, ascribe to this coincidence, but then why is this very specific geometry encrypted into Stonehenge, in uh, Giza as well, in Egypt, um, and the most awe-inspiring place of all, engineered into a five-sided man-made mountain on Mars. When I released aspects of my finding to a newspaper in South Africa in 1999, I referred to it as the Da Vinci Codex, quote, Notice by chance the term I coined is slightly different to the title chosen by Dan Brown for his book. Since my book and all this confusion, I now refer to it as the Vitruvian Man Human Blueprint Code. Is this human blueprint code part of a cosmic message? This has only been a cryptic analysis. Only once you've read the wider parameters the hidden records deals with, will you be able to evaluate it against all the thought-provoking evidence. Next section. Reasons for the code being kept a tightly guarded secret. That being the star man, quote. The human form fits very mathematically into the center of the stone circle at Stonehenge with the head positioned above the, quote, altar stone. In a wider context, the solution becomes even clearer because it turns out that Stonehenge and its surrounding monuments were designed as a star map of the heavens. A group of nearby man-made mounds replicates a prime star constellation explored in my work. While the outer stone circle's geometry is suggestive of the outline of a star in conjunction with two smaller mounds mimicking planets in orbit. Herschel believes that because the shape of the human form is very ingeniously linked to the star that their pyramid uh, star maps isolate, and it's found on two other ancient sites, it seems the ancient civilization were trying to tell us that their ancestors, quote, the gods, came from one and the same star. One cannot help asking, is this star suggesting the place of origin of the human gene lineage, a lineage evolved from somewhere else completely independent to any earth evolving hominid. Next section, universal human code, 
creation. On a more elaborate level, I believe this human blueprint code seems to be spelling out one very pertinent universal truth. It is definitely not a pentagram, but an unusual elongated pentagon, and it has its own rights, seems so perfect as if it was shouting out that the human form is not entirely a creature evolved by chance through natural selection. Logically speaking, there has to be a design code that life conforms to, a life force originally from the central nucleus of the universe, the place where all matter was created, known as the place of one we call God. One could, of course, ascribe to this coincidence, but then why is this very specifically geometry encrypted into Stonehenge, uh, Giza, the most awe-inspiring place of all, engineering into a five-sided man-made mountain on Mars? So we go further. He's duplicated some of his work. Okay. Is this human blueprint code part of a cosmic message? This has only been a cryptic analysis. Only once that you've read the wider parameters the hidden records deals with. Will you be able to evaluate it against all the thought-provoking evidence? And then you have reason for the code being kept a tightly guarded secret. I want to make sure that he didn't duplicate all of it. He's made mistakes when he published this. I've caught most of them. They're minor, but it's duplication. The message conveyed by the sketch seems to suggest that this sacred form is only part of an even deeper enigma. After all, why keep innocent mathematical geometry unique to the human form a secret? What if the geometry is part of the source of the forbidden knowledge that did not fit into the religious teachings during the Renaissance era? Da Vinci seemed to have guarded the secret for a very good reason. However, this did not detract from the likelihood that he believed the code was of untold significance to the humankind and should not be forgotten. Hence, he ingeniously encoded it into some of his paintings. I believe it's basically all of his paintings. But why would this knowledge have been so shocking for its time? Perhaps it claimed evidence of the place of human origins, evidence of which does not seem to exist, Gauging by what I have stumbled onto in my research of ancient civilizations, if da Vinci had exposed this phenomenal revelation, it would have defied the holy books of his time. Was it worth being burnt at the stake for doing so? Perhaps this knowledge da Vinci had claimed we were the descent lineage from visitors of a human form who came from the stars, who possessed powers that would be very quickly be relegated to witchcraft, when in effect... What these beings that came from above possessed was technology. Technology that was so advanced it could be misconstrued as something evil by commoners, but certainly not by a genius such as da Vinci. If one goes by this train of reasoning, one cannot help but wonder if all of da Vinci's inventions were not really, quote, his inventions per se, but reproductions of what he had been privileged to bear witness to. Records of the this high technology once used by those who visited from another world, the secret surrounding the Da Vinci Code now seems to be justifiable as my controversial book, The Hidden Records, extrapolates. I reveal how the fingerprint of those who visited from another world is encoded into the 
enigmatic monuments they built on Earth and even on Mars, which is not always a red planet. This would be explained why the code had been covered up for centuries, even millenniums, until today. The hidden records will reveal all. Not only does it offer proof that the star the ancient monuments isolate in their layout plans is indeed the star of the, quote, gods, but that it exists astronomically. The book will offer corroborating evidence that it is sun-like and very close to our solar system. The operative word here is, quote, sun-like, because it would be most likely have been planets associated with it, conductive to life as we know it. That's the end of the article. Jeff. That one That's an hour. Excellent, Chris. Unless you want me to read another that was one. Really good. You want me to brief uh, another one? Nope. <laughs> no, no, we don't have time for that today, Chris. But uh, I thank you very much. And you know, as I say, there's so much truth put into these things. And you know, just just my point of view. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with the author. Well, I am. I just, but my point of view. Uh, he could be right. I could be right. You can discern the difference, but when it says, you know, aliens from a far off distance and stuff like that, I just, I just change the word to fallen angels and all this stuff makes sense to me. Uh, and it aligns with my personal philosophies. Other people have different personal philosophies, uh, but needless to say, there is a lot of deep hidden truth in these things and there's power in these things. And that's why occultists use it and perhaps it was meant for us to use as well as this uh uh is indicated because if god created all things so you know just use a discerning ear you know pray and uh and see see where you end up on this knowledge but this is deep hidden knowledge folks and i hope you appreciate what uh what chris has brought forward today i certainly do uh, Chris, I thank you very much for being here once again. Any announcements that you want to make or uh, final words? Well, uh, just a few. Uh, in the, our project, uh, Tony and I, of our uh, cruise uh, survival ships, uh, it will go uh, on. Uh, uh, it is being advertised uh, and um, starting uh, Friday afternoon that uh, within a matter of like one week, 24.7 million people will be able to hear this worldwide. Um, that it is to everyone's advantage by what we're trying to do to help save humanity, that they pre-register. Uh, I'm not trying to sell something, I'm trying to help save humanity. And the point is, is that uh, the pre-registration is only $19.95. It will guarantee everyone who pre-registers guaranteed a berth on any one of our dozen ships. And that we have just uh, also, uh, I won't go into detail now, but a, there are 2,777, 74 billionaires in the world. And my point is this, one of them just uh, has contacted us. They're interested and in fact, they're ecstatic with what we are doing to strive to save humanity. And he lives in the United States, but he is not of, uh, of um, not a, that is not his uh, place of birth or origin, and he is going to be funding us. So I just wanted to pass a good word, um, and he's going to be. Uh, he wants to have basically five, um, fifty to one hundred ships, not just twelve. So 
I will go into it at a later depth, but uh, please go to our website, newlifeaboard.com. This is to everyone's advantage, and it will it is the only solution. It is the optimal solution to save humanity because anyone I I have the partial gift of uh, foresight, which is a um, prophecy. I already know the future of uh, our world, and this is to counteract what the deep state, the Illuminati, the Freemasons, um, Masonic Order, and the CIA are one and the same, what they're trying to do to human humanity, which is not knock out over 90% uh, of the human race today. So I hope the people will go to the website, newlifeaboard.com. It is to their advantage. And uh, they're basically a one-time payment uh, when when the um, after pre-registering. Uh, later on, when the uh, payment is due, we will take it case by case for those that need help. But uh, it guarantees room and board, food, beverage, utilities, clothing, ID, everything, a one-time payment for life. And what that payment is, is uh, basically less what, than uh, where I live in Southwest Florida or even Southern Florida, what people pay per month for rent, for lease, for villas or condos. That's all I wanted to mention. I hope they take a, a serious look at newlifeaboard.com. It is to their advantage because it will save humanity. Guaranteed. Over. Well, thank you, Chris. Thank you for that. And uh, and just I, I always have to give that disclaimer because there's money involved that uh, Right On Radio is not part of that. I have no financial stake in it or anything like that. So we neither endorse or deny uh, but Chris contributes to the show, and we certainly allow him to put forth his plans. And uh, congratulations, Chris, on getting a funder. That sounds like really, really big news for you. So that is excellent. And by the way, if you, uh, one of the efforts that Right On Radio does to save her humanity is we have our Singapore prayer celebration. And we're now at two nights a week. So tonight at 7.30, and I believe I'll have a show up right before it, probably around 6.30, uh, that'll be on all the channels, but at 7.30 p.m., we have our Singapore prayer celebration. That is on uh, Wednesday night, and uh, we also do it on Saturday night at 8 p.m., and they can both be found on Telegram. So if you don't have the Telegram app, please download Telegram and then uh, look up right on radio, and you're going to see a number of channels. We have our main channel, which is where it takes place but we also have our digs channel and our chat channels and our prayer channels and things like that. So uh, uh, join us tonight if you're able to, and uh, we'll see you there in the meantime. Remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community.